Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get at the story that I've wanted you to hear, and um, you're hearing it first here. Exclusive first-person story from a Canadian doctor I know well. He's been on this program, infectious diseases specialist, and what he personally encountered after returning to Canada after testing positive for COVID Omicron in the United States in recent days. What he did about it and what he encountered and whom he contacted, it is quite the story. Dr. Neil Rao joins us, infectious diseases specialist, Halton Region, Ontario, also faculty member at the University of Toronto School of Medicine. Dr. Rao, thank you for taking the time. You were in sharing the story. You were in the U.S. on a needed family visit, tested positive 72 hours before your return to Canada. What happened? Well, first of all, getting that test wasn't easy. I was in California visiting my parents, and <clears throat> there were lineups outside in California winter weather, meaning it's like 12 Celsius, and people were cold. But got the test back pretty quickly, and I had fulfilled the requirements of the Canadian government, having a test available within 72 hours of being positive. My son was with me. It turns out he's negative. Um, and, in fact, I'd even tested positive a couple of days before because I had the sniffles, but it took so long to get that one back. I knew I had been positive for five days, so I was able to fly within the U.S. as per CDC guidelines. And I flew back to Detroit, where I had driven to. But I was actually hearing tons of stories about people uh, flying to the U.S. with a negative antigen test, which doesn't pick up as much virus as the uh, PCR does. And then they get down to the U.S., and they test positive by PCR, and they get trapped, and then they have to get home, and they can't fly back to Canada. So... I flew back to Detroit five days after I'd been positive. Halfway got in the car at the airport, drove to the Windsor Tunnel. And this is where things started to go south. Well, first of all, I'd done the Arise 10 app as per the requirements. But they don't count the test in the U.S. They only count the test after you get back. So the clock starts resetting, not even the day you get back to the U.S. It's the day after they test you by Switch Health once you're here. So I was now six days into my, quote, illness, which was already resolved, before I could get a test to get the clock counting. And the other thing that happens is if you come back from the U.S., you have to isolate for 10 days from when you test positive in Canada, not five days, as it would be if you had tested positive in Ontario. And then the other thing that happened is I had multiple different messages. So the guy at the border said, you have 10 days to isolate from when you arrive. I pleaded with him that should we go back to like when I tested positive. No, 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 no. The website says something else. Then the website also says that if you come back, it's 10 days from when you arrive. Then I'm told it's 10 days from when I test positive here. And then I get a Toronto Public Health text message when I test positive here. Of course I did. Saying it's only five days. So I had four different messages as to what to do. And I, I, you know, I could ideally just shop for the one that I want because nobody was following me afterwards after, for many days. Uh, but the problem is it's such a confusing message. And it's also confused because you have one jurisdiction, the federal one, trumping the provincial one, and the feds are anxious about reducing their isolation to five days, even once people end up in a jurisdiction where they have decided to do that. So they're not even harmonized. And so that slowly what happens is you, you can end up being uh, positive and dealing with it for 15 or 16 days. And then the worst thing they did is they even told my son he should isolate for 14 days because he'd been exposed to me. And in fact, that was an error, but that was another incorrect message that I got. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to follow here, and and you're an infectious diseases doctor, and you know this stuff. 
for, for me, it's and I'm a broadcaster and a journalist, and I read, follow, and talk to people about the procedures that are in place. But it's it's so confusing. So y- you could, in fact, be okay. You test positive in in the in the U- U.S. You go through their particular time period where you have to isolate, and then you return to Canada. Tell me if I'm right about this. And you and and you have to quarantine again based yeah. on when you arrive here. Right, so they're ignoring the positive test in the U.S. as if I would be interested in faking a positive. Like, I could see people want to fake a negative, but no one's going to fake No one's going to fake a positive. But you remember where PCR was developed? It was by Corey Mullis in the Los Altos Hills of California. Like, I think they've got PCR down in the U.S. So I think we can actually believe a U.S. test result, and we should actually honor when people test positive abroad that the clock starts ticking from when they're already positive. People have spent hundreds of dollars to be tested in many cases. It was lucky for me while I was in California, it was a freebie, but there are a lot of people paying a fortune yeah. to be tested, and they, they, they have to do it under threat of a huge sanction or a fine if they don't do it, and then we don't even honor it when they turn positive when we start the clock again. It's like a like a spanking. It's, it's that French verb, MFD, you know, what Macron was using to really annoy or, quote, piss off people. It's a way of annoying people for having traveled. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah, and you're an, you're an essential worker. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I did, that didn't work at all. I, even, I tried those. That doesn't matter? No, no it doesn't matter medicine. that you're needed yeah. in the healthcare system? It doesn't I, matter? I, I suffered like anybody else. <laughs> I worked from home. I, I played some things. Oh, my God. We, we bonded. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now share with us, please, if you can, as much as you will, about whom you contacted and what happened after that. So I did speak to some very high-level officials, both at PHAC, at Public Health Agency of Canada, and Ontario. And I, I have to credit the Ontario folks who gave me some direct contacts to people at PHAC. And, you know, they were very open to hearing my suggestions, to be fair. But the time to implement them is going to be, like, by 2023, the way things seem to go. It's going to take too long. The first thing we talked about is the Arrive Can app is what should make the decision. So in other words, when you enter that you tested positive in Arrive Can. They ask you what date you tested positive, and then it tells you what do you have to do. Like once you get back, when does the clock start ticking? Does it start ticking from when you tested positive? Does it start ticking the day across the border? Does it start ticking the day after you test after you get here? It's totally unfair, in my opinion, to make people suffer a longer isolation, uh, just waiting until they come back, and also adding even more days after they're back based on a federal guideline versus a local guideline. The second thing I said, you can put in what province people live in, and then have a calculator and say, okay, if you're from Ontario, you're only going to do this many days. And also, maybe if you're from Ontario, if you're positive after five days, you're allowed to fly home and not make people go through the contortion. I'm lucky I, I came in by land because I would not have been able to fly back for at least uh, 10 days. And then the third thing we talked about is that the border guards are being given way too much medical power. Those people are trained to find drug dealers and smugglers, okay? They're not trained to make medical decisions about COVID. <laughs> And if you look at the website for Public Health Agency of Canada, you need a science degree to figure out what you have to yeah, do. It's yeah. really, there's no flow chart and no automatic way to figure it out. You have to do a lot of reading through the lines. So yeah. instead, let's have the Arrive Can app tell you what you have to do when you cross, and don't let the border guy make the decision. You just look at Arrive Can and says, Arrive Can says, it's this many days, you're free on this day. That's well, your experience has given me a headache. But I'm free. <laughs> I will tell you this. Border guards are good at finding a bottle of scotch in a motorcycle saddlebags. Personal experience. <laughs> I, I was allowed to shovel my driveway, though. That was a tremendous experience yeah. on my own property. It didn't violate any of my
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 